If your goal is to stay healthy this year and avoid injuries, there's a good amount of things on your checklist to keep up with each week. And it's not about doing one thing, but doing all the little things that keep you from getting injured, such as strength training with running specific exercises, fuel, hydration, sleeping enough, reducing your stress, getting in those rest days, that pre-run and post-run mobility, and having a good training plan. But what is a good training plan? You've probably heard not to increase your mileage by more than 10% each week. But research actually shows that you can increase it by up to 30% each week before your risk for injury increases. Your weekly mileage is just one piece of having a good training plan. And in my opinion, a more important aspect of your training is your intensity of your runs. If you're going out too hard, too fast for majority of your runs, your body doesn't have time to recover, which greatly increases your risk for injury. Think about the majority of injuries that runners get. They're usually overuse injuries, which just means there's too much load going through that area of your body, whether it's a joint, a muscle, or a tendon. And again, your body just doesn't have time to recover. This can cause compensations, which eventually can cause breakdowns. So we want to reduce the overall intensity of our runs and have a more strategic plan that emphasizes easy running for majority of your runs. So the intensity stays low level until your speed workouts, your tempo runs, your hill workouts, or even if you're including some race pace mileage into that long run. I have found that runners have the hardest time slowing down, myself included, which is why I started training in zone two. I still remember finishing a 10K last March and thinking to myself, I am not doing this right. And I didn't know what that was. I just knew that the training that I did for it was not right. And I also had this almost like epiphany that if I wanted to run longer mileage or a bigger race than a half marathon, I had to do something different. So that's when I started researching zone two and I felt like that gave me some bumpers. Like, you know, when you're bowling, you put the bumpers up so you're able to stay in a lane. You're able to focus on what's ahead. So I knew that when I was going out too fast, I was able to know exactly what I was focusing on for that run. And in this case, it was just my heart rate. But heart rate training is not the only way to know if you're going out too fast. The other way is with an RPE scale. This is a subjective measurement that you can use to rate the intensity of your runs. And today we're gonna compare which one would work better for you, so let's dive in. Welcome to Rehab for Runners, the podcast for runners who are ready to get out of pain and run with more confidence. Dr. Lisa will guide you with the clarity you need to unleash your potential with tools, practical tips, and exercises so you can enjoy your runs and exceed your goals. Hey there, it's Dr. Lisa, and I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. If you've been following my Instagram, then you've probably seen some posts about heart rate training, specifically in zone two. 
While I think this is the only reason I thought about running a marathon and even completed the training and finished the race and felt pretty good about it, I understand it's not for everyone. Some runners have lower heart rates when running to begin with. I know when I run with my mom, who's 67 years old, her heart rate is like 115 beats per minute for an easy pace, while mine is like 140 beats per minute, even though we have the same resting heart rate. For me, I had COVID in 2022, the summer of 2022, and even though I felt like it was a common cold, my heart rate remained high for months and months and months after, really until I started training in zone two. And I understand not everyone is going to be in that situation, but either way, if you want to get faster, prevent injuries, and increase your endurance, majority of your runs should be at an easy pace. Now, some say an easy pace is a conversational pace, but I don't necessarily agree with this because I can hold a conversation with my heart rate at 160 beats per minute. And I do understand that other people, you know, they're going at a slower pace with their conversational pace. I think, again, that is very subjective. There's not really like bumpers on it because I can get the words out with my conversational pace running at a faster pace, but I might be huffing and puffing a little bit. And that's exactly what I used to say was my easy pace. But the reality is it wasn't slow enough. It wasn't easy enough. Majority of runners are not running slow enough during their easy runs. Now, slow is going to be up to what you consider slow. There is no pace for slow. This is all individual based on your race pace, based on your easy pace, based on your tempo runs, your sprint pace. There's a lot of things to consider when you consider your, quote, slower pace. If you're basing your easy pace off holding a conversation, then you don't have what I call those bumpers to know if you're staying within that easy pace. That's where training in zone two or using the RPE scale can help. I have a podcast episode for zone two that I'll link below in the show notes. But as a reminder, you have to find that your max heart rate first, which is based on your age, and then you take 60 to 70% of it to find your zone two range. This is an objective scale because it gives you a number and it's not necessarily based off how you're feeling. I know when I was training in zone two, I would feel like I was running at a really easy pace, but if I checked my watch and my heart rate all of a sudden jumped to 160, that's not me staying in zone two. So that's where you have those bumpers. It's giving you a number. It's an objective scale. Again, not necessarily based off how you are feeling. The other alternative is to use the RPE scale or rate of perceived exertion scale. This is a subjective scale, meaning you have to put a number to what you think the intensity of your run is. The scale goes from one to 10, with one being super light intensity. Think like standing up from your chair or walking to the kitchen and 10 being a max out sprint where you're huffing and puffing, you can't hold that pace for long, and you really don't want to do it again. You get the picture. If you're struggling with putting a number to how you feel, I encourage you to think of this scale as light work, light to moderate work, moderate work, 
moderate to heavy work and heavy work. So again, it's subjective. So if you're like, I'm not good at these, you know, scales, like the pain scale that's zero to 10. And in this case, the RPE scale, think about, am I huffing and puffing? Am I able to hold this pace for a long period of time? Ideally, an easy run falls into the light to moderate work, which is a three or four out of 10 on the RPE scale. So next time you're going out for a run and you're like, I don't want to do zone two, you know, maybe you don't even have a watch to look at your heart rate or a heart rate monitor, then think about what intensity you are going out as. And think about this before you even start your run, because you want to have a plan for your run. So if you're like, all right, I'm going to go out three out of 10 on the RPE scale, then make sure that you stick with that. And as you increase your speed, you can start to put numbers to how you feel and how much intensity you think you are giving towards that pace. I think that's a good way to start is just as you're running, think about what number you're at. And really, as you're changing speeds, consistently think about putting a number to that intensity so you get the hang of the RPE skill. Which one you use to determine your easy pace or slower pace is up to you. And it's up to your goals and what you will stick with because, again, consistency is key with all of this. But I strongly suggest using one. This is going to give you a plan for going into your runs, knowing the goal of your run and what is expected from the run, which will get you to your big picture goals faster. So if your big picture goal is to complete a marathon this year, let's say, then you'll have a plan going into that run and that's going to get you to your goals faster because like I said before, it's all the little things that you're doing that are going to add up to these big goals. All right, so let's think about it. Let's compare these two runners that I have as an example. The first runner leaves the house and goes out on a, quote, easy run, except it's really not that easy. Their heart rate is higher or they're more breathless than they should be. And they're going to be running at too high of an intensity for what their easy run should be. Now compare this runner, this is like a 20, early 2022 Lisa. Now let's compare her to late 2023 Lisa. And this runner is another runner who knows exactly what they should be feeling or what their heart rate should be at the entire run and is therefore able to perform with more energy and a faster pace during their speed workouts or during those workouts where you are picking up the pace and especially on race day. It's almost like the RPE scale and zone two training give you again those bumpers so you know exactly what you are doing and you stay in that lane. So the bumper is going to be if you increase your pace, you increase your intensity, you're now hitting that bumper and you need to come back down so you stay in that lane. If you're not performing like you should on your speed workouts or even race day, a good rule of thumb is to first look at the intensity of your runs in your schedule, specifically looking at how intense are your runs throughout that week if you have to put your heart rate to it or if you have to put your RPE scale, like a number to each run. And then I want you to look at how much recovery you have between the more intense runs. So running at too high of intensity is a big risk factor for overuse injuries just like increasing your mileage too quickly is. 
So now the question becomes, are you going to use the RPE scale? Or are you going to use heart rate zone two to determine what your easy pace is? Again, make sure you pick one of these and stick with it and know exactly what you are working on before you even start that run. I don't know about you, but I know for me, 2024 is a year of intention. So knowing what I'm doing and why I'm doing it before I do it is how I feel like I'm going to hit my goals faster. And maybe it's the same for you. Let me know if you're using the RPE or heart rate zone too by tagging me on social media. And as always, have a great run. Bye.